your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jack Eichel and newly formed lines lead VGK to a 5-2 romp last night over the Penguins. Logan Thompson is an NHL All-Star, and we have a preview of VGK Kings, plus it's What the Friday Time. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Gallick coming to you from Las Vegas. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, the always entertaining at TD Chris G. And, of course, I am at Tony Dasco. And humorous, follow us. humorous, humorous. You are yours and follow us, please, on uh, our YouTube channel and make sure that you subscribe. Let's get to 300 as we get 300 subscribers. So last night, Jack Eichel returns after being out for 11 games. You can see a difference in the step of this team. And uh, he had a three point night. He had a goal. He had a couple of assists. And Bruce Cassidy, uh, to his credit, comes up, creates these balanced lines with the return of Eichel. Uh, what impressed you most? And I know that you had spoken after the game to Jack Eichel. <laughs> um, a, a lot of things. I mean, I feel this was so there's three big games that stand out to me this past season as far as just close to complete 60 minute efforts. Anaheim for nothing. Uh, that was uh, the Black Friday game. I mean, Anaheim is Anaheim, but still, it was still a, a four nothing shellacking from the word go. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, that was another solid game. Uh, Cassidy alluded to that when I asked him in the post game about if this was the best 60 minute effort throughout the season. And Cassidy mentioned the Toronto game he felt might have been a little bit better. Um, I don't think we won the second period that game, but I, I can't fully recall. And then just going back to last night, I mean, they jumped out to a three nothing lead. And it felt like just kind of the party atmosphere, right? It was uh, the game we had been hoping for for a long time. And there was a different environment just when I was in the building last night. And I kind of felt it about uh, about four or five minutes before warmups. That's when I go down into the tunnel and just kind of start looking around and just kind of getting ready. And like I felt myself just pumped up and excited just knowing that Eichel is back in the lineup. Cotter as well. Definitely not going to leave him out, but Jack Eichel is the man as far as this team goes and the difference maker. And there was a buzz. There was excitement. There was energy. And then watching the warmups, it was just a different feeling. You're looking around the arena. It just felt different last night. And then um, so I do my walk right after the game is over. I take um, one of the service elevators up and then I come up on the 400. Well, the the 200 level, but it's level four where where my seats are. I go around. I said hi to my friends. Uh, who were sitting in that area, we gab for a second, then I go up to our go up to the press area, raise the intros and stuff are starting. And that's when I tweeted that there's a buzz. It just felt different last night than it had in previous games. So a lot of fun. And yeah, I did get Jack Eichel after the game. So, you know, Jack Eichel, he, he's amazing, but a, lo a lot of carbon. And a lot of these guys, they do give the carbon copy answers to the media, just trying to stay neutral. And, you know, so when you can get him to crack a smile and react a little differently, I feel like that's a good thing, right? So I started by asking about his enthusiasm for when he scores a goal. He has so much excitement. But when he scored his first goal last night, after you know 10 11 games off it was different watching his reaction you definitely saw a little more energy so i asked him about that and yeah i like scoring goals at home it's exciting you know 
carbon answer. And then I said, Hey, we ever going to see the softball celebration. And he looks at me softball celebration. I honestly think at that moment, he thought I was going to tell him about a new celebration to do. Like, that's what I thought went through his mind. He's like, Ooh, softball celebration. Tell me more. And then I said, no, no, no. We're talking about the, the Riley Smith charity game when you did a cartwheel for a home run. And I, I got a laugh out of him and the media all around me was just cracking up. I don't think they thought I was just a dumb question or whatever, but awesome. it, it was a fun oh, moment. He smiled. You saw his reaction. And, that's that. That's what I go for. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to be the the carbon person back there. I'm going to try to have fun with it. And that was uh, that was a fun moment. That was awesome, uh, by the way. And then five different goal scorers: Kessel, Eichel, Stevenson, Kessel. Stone, and Cotter. Yeah, I do want to talk about uh, Kessel on that line last night with uh, Cotter and Carlson, and just the way we know at times he can assert himself. And that was one of those games. Where you assert- hit the nail on the head right there. Well, you, you hit have- the nail on the head with saying assert himself. I said that. Okay. You said that. You said that. You I hit said the nail something on the right head. for once. Okay. Yeah. No, no, he did. He does. He, when he asserts himself, we can see a different player because it almost as if he wants to keep the streak going, preserve himself. He needs to put all that aside. He really does. <laughs> and oh, on the goal. What a fan job. I mean, Cotter fans on the puck and it still goes to him. Yeah, no, I, I was watching it. And look, let's credit Kessel for being in the right place. First of all, you need to go <laughs> to that spot in the ice. And, you know, with all of a sudden Eichel and Cotter back, you're looking around the lineup and Kessel's looking around. Hey, who have I played better than in this lineup or that doesn't already have a predefined role? We're not going to see Kessel on line four with Carrier and Nick Wow or Lecision. However, that's going to shake out. Right. So the last piece of the forward line that I think is going to be returning soon-ish is Jonathan Marches. So the expectation is possibly tomorrow. Where from does what he I'm go? Hearing. March, Where do March you play him? Where March do you assaults. play Marches Salty? That, that's a good question. And, you know, people are, I've heard some people even asking me if they think there's a coach issue with him and something like that. I, I don't know. They I'm, asked you that because I kind of sense that there's something going on there. I sensed two. it when it was, I want to say, the Winnipeg game, the second Winnipeg game, or it might have been Arizona. Um, there was a, a time just in the third period, the entire Arizona Coyotes, I'm about 90% sure on this one, they wanted a piece of him. Just he did something and every shift they wanted a piece of him. So I asked LT first of all, because there's a huge scrum right in front of him that game. And what is it like, you know, it was kind of having Marchy out there doing his thing. And I got a pretty neutral answer about Marchy's a great teammate, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine, whatever. But then I asked Coach Cassidy about March, about Marchy. So the energy he brings and just what's it like having him throw off the other team? And Cassidy gave a very careful answer saying he does a lot of good things. But the one thing he mentioned is he don't, he didn't feel, I can't refuse the word dumb, but that's the word I'm going to use just to paraphrase. <laughs> we don't, I don't think he's taken any dumb penalties yet. I don't think he's done anything to put us at a disadvantage. That terminology, there's some weight behind that because in my mind, you know, I'm going to go two, three, four layers deep because that's my job right now. It sounds like they've had that conversation. Hey, don't do anything dumb, kid. Don't do anything dumb. Don't put us in a spot. And you, you know, you start uh, checking some boxes now and thinking about past games. And then uh, the last game or the game before that I covered, Marchessault so has a stick on the wrong side of an entry as Alex Tuck passes it across to Jeff Skinner and calls him out in the post game. So you, you kind of wonder, you know, what that relationship is. I don't think he's going to have him in the in the babe, in the powder blue uh, contact jersey, non contact jersey though, and. To be a cover, though. But I do think if there is a relationship that is on eggshells, if you're to have me ask me about all the 25 players who have who might have the worst relationship with Cassidy, I think it's March. So 
Okay. On TV, they missed the counter goal after Kessel scored. Uh, it was an icing call, but it just was like, oh, yeah. I missed, it, I missed it too, but go ahead. Well, every, <laughs> you did? Okay, because I was trying to ask you what in the world happened there because they were utterly confused. The puck went in the net. You heard fans, you know, Oh, there were so many Pittsburgh fans there, which yeah. is all, I love that, by the way. I, yeah, I, I it's love great it. energy. But, but, yeah, so they just kind of glossed over that. They make no mention of it on TV. Uh, yeah, they just allowed a goal. Uh, disallowed it and i'm like well, what happened? I'm, I'm literally staring down on my phone that's a tough thing about covering these games you do spend of the 60 minutes of game action you probably spend 35 minutes doing this or typing in your computer so it does make it kind of hard to catch everything so kessel scores i get the replay from above and i put it out there with a little bit of quick commentary i'm doing that and i hear the pittsburgh fans go crazy i see the red light out i'm like okay and then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm still tweeting at the time and, and trying to watch to see what the replay is. And then I see, oh, no goal, icing. Oh, cool, okay. So that, that's my um, that, that's my analysis. We did see Jack in the box last night, first time that he's had a penalty. Uh, and, okay, so second period, uh, you had tweeted out you were sitting in front of the Penguins radio crew, and they said that they wanted to play more physical. Right. That's the report they got from the locker room uh, going into period two. Uh, Malkin, I think uh, a very important part of the game hits the post, you know, on the I think it was the power play. Game could have been different right there. Yeah, the game could have been much different there. But this Pittsburgh team, to be quite honest, I felt had no zip in the contest last night. And how did it appear to you? Credit our, our one of our loyal followers, uh, Shay, for for a retweeting something funny. Um, it was mentioned uh, which goal he was going to go. Casey DeSmith gets the call in net tonight. Everybody else is questionable. So that, that gives. Um, so thank you, Shay. <laughs> and we had a funny interaction about her sarcasm <laughs> and my sarcasm with some uh, some funny memes and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a good time. Um, yeah, so listening to the Pittsburgh call, and those guys are a little louder too, so it was kind of good. I actually got like it was fun getting the play by play from from their perspective. Sometimes you don't hear them as well, but uh, the Pittsburgh radio call there, there the, that was a good listen, or might be, it could have been TV even. I don't even know. It wasn't the guy that says scratch my back with a hacksaw after after uh, someone <laughs> scores a goal. He's super <laughs> super famous. I don't know his name. I'm so such so bad at this, but the point we're going at right here, Tony, is that you knew that there was a, a very stern message delivered by uh, Mike Sullivan in the intermission and the radio, the radio or the TV call mentioned, you can clearly see Mike Sullivan has the, has the SOS out there to play a lot more, a lot more physical. And you saw I me, mean, Petrangelo got bumped around. Cotter was mixing it up. And there was just times where we were just getting thrown around by like a bunch of rag dolls. And we were able to weather that storm and then get that late goal. And I had an interesting moment last night. So unfortunately, first of all, I believe it was a, a youngster that got hit with a puck in the head um, I didn't see that. Dur- during the second period. Yeah. Mark Stone chipped one around and it just, it went up. And, oh, that's and, why he was looking into the crowd. He kept looking over there on TV and I didn't know what had happened and they didn't explain it. And I was like, is there a hot babe there or something? I, I mean, <laughs> there, no, no, the hot dog. So, no, what I'm happened? Say that. All yeah. Just, so all unfortunately, jokes um, all, all jokes aside, yeah, all jokes aside, a, a puck, uh, enters the crowd and hits a like I couldn't tell at first what had happened like I thought someone kind of caught the puck and then I see uh it was one of the VGK I don't know if it was the trainer that went on the ice or one of the players tossed a towel over right away and I could see uh what appeared to be um I'm assuming a father holding his youngster on his lap and you can tell with the towel uh wow. they got him a bag of ice and I was watching okay. this I actually started filming it for a second because I wanted to see I saw the athletic trainer who's in charge of like all the equipment or the, the equipment manager pardon me um, who's done like 15 games, 1500 games in the NHL. I saw that too the other day. 
And I was wondering if they were going to send over a care package, like a stick, something, you know, something nice. And that's why I started filming and stuff like that. And as I'm filming this, the time is winding down in the second period. And uh, Nick Haig takes that shot. Mark Stone tips it and they they get that goal. And I actually kind of cheered for a second. I'm like, oh, it's in. And I'm like, I'm in the media room. Come on. You know, and but I don't care. Like that was uh, that, that was that was my uh that was my that, that's an early what the Thursday from from Gallic in the media role right there. But it was tough because like I'm focused on what's happening, trying to see if there's, you know, because Chance was over there, like comforting the kid. Like there, there's now a gathering and they and score a goal. The, it, it caught, caught me kid? off guard. Who hit I the think it was Stone. I think, no, Cole. You said all jokes aside, Tony. <laughs> Sorry about that. But that uh, fourth call for VGK, an absolute backbreaker with 10 seconds to go right Pittsburgh owned Gary that period two. they owned yeah, they I mean they were in that they own 1930 that period hey what about this though VGK could not win a face-off in that Pittsburgh offensive zone I don't know if that you know was something that I wish I had my game report I'm curious no, that's uh, so okay they the lost case. I'm curious what of... Stevenson's record was because he's obviously they one of the best lot. or the best at face-offs yeah. And that's why they were able to keep it in their ozone uh, for the Penguins last night. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, aside from from that, which is obviously of, of utter importance, you know, winning those faceoffs, I put out there, you have a plan till you get punched in the mouth and then, you know, kind of all changes. Mike Tyson, obviously, is uh, on record for that, that, that quotes. And that's what happened last night. Pittsburgh, first period, there's a game plan. There's uh, whatever research they've done. This is how we're going to play the game and dictate the action. Period two, you ripped all that up and threw it away. And okay, boys, go get them. And VGK has been in the spot many times too, where things don't start very well. And all of a sudden the lines go in the blender. Line three is, is sitting on the pine the whole time. And, uh, you know, double, triple shifting players and things like that. What I did notice, at least the, the time on ice for the first and second period, first time in a long time, Will Carrier, Keegan Colasar, and uh, Jake LeCision now were not like ahead of line three. They were actually significantly behind the other lines as far as time on ice goes. So that's a good thing. Uh, Petrangelo still played a ton of minutes, you know, shocker there, but our defense is still in kind of shambles. So it's nice that there's a little more balance now. And if line four can, you know, not get as many minutes, that, that's okay for now. Um, I, I do think once March or so comes back, LeCision is out. March or so obviously is going to take, is going to take um, Nick Waugh's spot. And I see, and I think you uh, drop Nick Waugh back down to, to line four. And then you have, I mean, geez. Yeah, drop decision, pardon me. You have yeah. uh, an absolute uh, powerful uh, top 12 forwards that's uh, they're going to come at you in waves, and that's what we've been saying for a while. 38 saves for Aiden Hill last night. Good he game. had Good maybe game. three or four high-danger chances where he had to make no, great saves. No, I think there was more on that, Tony. I mean, maybe it was a little different from uh, – I mean, the second period especially um, – there was a lot of saves, a lot, a lot with the glove, flash of the glove a little 16, bit. At one point, 16 to four, I thought I saw shots on goal uh, for Pittsburgh in the second period. Yeah, that, that, that's not a surprise at all. Um, the second oh, they're period, minus six, by the way, in the second period, PGK. Minus is, it minus, is it minus five now or is it minus six after last night? Minus six after last night. They hey, scored that's, one, one nothing, right? They were like minus 12, right? So that, that's actually a pretty big change. Yeah. Um, so better. I, yeah, Aiden Hill. I thought he he made some made some saves early. You know, before we started scoring, obviously, the second period he definitely uh, was absolutely remarkable. In the third period, he made a lot of high danger saves as well. Especially, uh, I forgot who was alone in front, but there was a you know situation where the puck goes right across the middle and he slides across. And you know, if, if that doesn't get saved, it's a four two game at that point. And hey, 
I mean, this is a weird season as far as comebacks and things go. And a four goal lead is not a safe lead anymore. It's it's a, it's pretty safe, but it's not completely safe like it used to be. So, you know, Aiden Hill did uh, the job last night. He was very, uh, very upbeat in his interview last night. You can certainly tell he was in a good spot. And uh, it was uh, it was a game that Aiden Hill needed because he had been obviously gone for, you know, a week and a half or so. Um, Ashley Vice did ask a question. Hey, what did you and Sean Burke talk about, you know, during during the last week and a half or so like that, which is her way of saying, oh, uh, you know, maybe things didn't go very well in that Anaheim game. How, how the coach helped through this? You know, and it was it was an interesting question. And Aiden Hill was, you know, pretty, pretty middle of the road with his answer. So. Yep. Uh, coming up next, we've got game number two of this uh, seven-game homestand uh, for the VGK. And when we return, we're going to be setting up uh, how things uh, could happen there, the matchup uh, coming up ahead between the VGK and the Kings, the much-improved Kings. That matchup is on Saturday night. We'll talk Thank about you. that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and the calories? Then you got to try a built bar. And we just got through the holidays. We know our goal is to eat healthier this year. And if you are like me and Chris, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, we've got the thing for you. You got to try built, but built healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, so delicious. You won't think that they are actually good for you and perfect for your New Year's resolution. And they're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around for a box. For years, we've been talking about you ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. But yesterday, Chris, as I found out after my read, I was like, I've got to go to Smith's and pick up a Built Bar. I'm like one of those consumers. And so, of course, I tried uh, the caramel, salted caramel. Holy smokes, is that good. And it's now available at Smith's. And you can also get uh, those uh, built bars at Sam's Club. Uh, there's a lot of great taste. Uh, four box bars, too. Uh, they've got cookies and cream, coconut pops, salted caramel, which now I am addicted to. I'll probably be back by Smith's today. And uh, brownie batter puffs. Again, at your nearest Smith's, at your nearest Sam's Club. And make sure that you check it out. You can thank us later. You can thank us later emphasis <laughs> welcome back to locked on golden knights it's my favorite part of the show is doing those reads <laughs> tony cardasco chris Collick from las vegas and thanks for making us your first listen every day our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast and make sure that you subscribe to our youtube channel locked on golden knights i watched uh, some of the king's game too going on you know i'm a multitasker type of guy and so uh, 5-2, the Bruins beat the Kings. Good game. Uh, the Bruins now with points in their last 12 games. They've got I mean, they're odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. They're just uh, playing v- VGK, so well. VGK Boston Bruins. Imagine that if that is the Stanley Cup final. I don't want to see two teams, though, that have their unit. Oh, it's not with the Friday time yet. But it looks as though they just, like, have their uniforms on inside out when they put like last night's game. That's the reason you don't want Bruins Vegas. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Now, you know where I'm coming from, bro. Bro. Uh, The difference with this Kings team uh, a lot better. I think of late defensively, they're still scoring goals. Um, Philip Deneau, uh, a goal and assist two assists against VGK, right? That four to two win had a goal last night, 
has four goals in five games. Uh, they're definitely a threat. And in the last meeting, only Amadio and McNabb scored goals for the VGK uh, when they lost down there. And uh, some breakaway chances. When I went back and look, took a look at all my uh, notes there, Stevenson uh, was stopped, as I recall. Uh, Phoenix Copley uh, last night. Uh, Copley lost his first game. He was 7-0 and going into that game last night. And the Kings were red hot as uh, they are cooled off now. They were 7-1-1 and in their last nine prior to last night's game. But this is a dangerous team, one that closed the gap on VGK, and now another four-point game coming up for the Golden Knights and the Kings. Yeah, exactly. And VGK does have one game in hand right now for if we're uh, standings watching to that degree. Kings are always going to be tough. They're going to play as tough. I wonder if, uh, since Copley did not have his best game, wonder if we get Jonathan Quick on Saturday. That's uh, the first thing to wonder. And BGK does have a, you know, at least at the eye test for me, a very good uh, history against Jonathan Quick. And, you know, either way, I mean, I, th- I don't think it'll be as easy of a game as it has been in the past. The Kings are a much better team. Looking up and down the lineup about their points. Phil Deneau's got 30 points. Kevin Fiala sitting just one shy of 40. Uh, Anze Kopitar, the ageless wonder. I mean, he's he, he's going to be the next Yager, in my opinion. He's going to play till he's 106. He's sitting on with 31 points right now. I, I love watching Kopitar play the game. He just he plays the game perfectly. Shoe and Hall of Famer, definitely a, a treat to watch. Drew Doughty's going to be out there doing Drew Doughty things and getting booed every time he touches the puck because we still haven't forgotten his statement uh, season one that they put on the ice uh, during that King series. There's no way, and with his audio, there's no way there'll be a better team than us come playoffs. Uh, well, that, that you know, four games later, uh, that was uh, decided that was false, Mori Povich. So, you know, it's a division game. It's fun. The Kings usually do travel to Vegas well, and Vegas will be up for this one. Again, it's going to be a fun vibe, uh, especially if Marchie is back out there as well. And the forwards, at least, are intact. Our defense, we still got issues back there. Um Keaton Korzak, I did not like his game that much on Saturday, on, on, on Thursday night. Call that what it is. Um, a lot of turnovers, a lot of uncertain play in the defensive zone. As a defenseman, you need to be deliberate. You need to have your outlet. You need to have your secondary. And at the end of the day, if there's if neither one of those are there, just ice the puck and move on. Uh, one of his first shifts, two times he couldn't get the puck up the boards, led to a, a chance for uh, the Penguins in the third period. Kind of bad luck, but also an irresponsible play. He tries to backhand chip the puck off the glass behind the net. Right there, two things can happen. One, it can hit, you know, like the partition where the Zam Tunnel is and bounce right out. Who knows where it's going to land? Or two, what did happen, it rode the rail. It rode that rail that, you know, is where the glass and the boards come together, where refs can put their hands up to kind of, you know, raise themselves to get out of the way of the play. It rode that for a long time. And next thing you know, the pop uh, pops right out front when it gets to a, a penguin who passed it right to the slot and almost uh, led to a goal. So Korzak needs to be a little more decisive. Only his third NHL game, I believe. He had some good moments as well, though. And hopefully he's learning along the way until Marimanov, until Shea Theodore. Alec Martinez, I'm, I don't know. I'm curious how long that's going to last. But, you know, we're pretty beat up in the back right now. Um, Jack Eichel was asked last night what his thoughts on the Henderson boys were. That, that was, the I think, uh, that was the, the exact way the question was asked. And Eichel had a lot of, again, a neutral answer, but they're doing really well and all that. So, you know, we're, we're weathering the storm with the injuries. We're getting healthier and things are trending in the right direction. But we need our blue line back. Okay. I wanted to ask you a question in period two last night. 
VGK on three or four, well, I'm trying to remember, consecutive um, plays iced the puck. Uh, and, and Hill was just holding himself up, you know, on the crossbar. Did you notice some fatigue and they got their legs back for period three at some point in there because of the way that the Penguins had tilted the ice in period two? I know I wanted to ask you, because they just kept icing the puck and trying to get, you know, some fresh bodies on the ice and do whatever they possibly could. I don't know if it was the Kessel penalty. There was a penalty in the second period that they killed it off. And I actually put a tweet out there and said, good news. The, they killed the penalty. Bad news. It's been a very long shift. And now they got to stay out there longer. And as I was typing that, uh, the puck went pretty quietly. Dayton Hill, he was able to freeze the puck and get the, get the turnover for him. I'm not sure if that's the same sequence because you mentioned they iced the puck a lot, but you know, that's the thing nowadays you see this where if the players are getting tired, they will ice it two or three times, especially in the late parts of the game when the other team is just, you know, desperately trying to tie the game up and the same can happen in the first and second period. If a team is caught, just ice the puck. It's going to take uh, by the time the ref skate it down, it's going to take 15, 18, 20 seconds for the next play to resume. That's just enough time to catch your breath and breathe a little bit. And if the puck bounces, you know, comes right back to you off the face off, you got nowhere to go with it. Ice it again. You do it two or three times. All of a sudden in the last uh, 60 seconds, the clock has you know gone down six or seven seconds, but you know, you're at least catching a breath out there and getting a, being able to, uh, you know, keep yourself loose, so to speak, until you can get that change. Okay. Uh, last night, I'm watching the Bruins-Kings game. Some good comedy. Brad Marchand, okay, feels as though he was tripped up. He goes back to the bench. He whacks his stick once. He whacks it twice. On the third whack, the shaft just <laughs> explodes and falls off and goes onto the ice. And, of course, they gave him a penalty. Good. But it was. Good. It was pretty funny, but yes, I, I know for, as a referee, it's something you cannot allow. That's not permissible. But there was a good fight, good fight in that game. I have to point it out because Brendan Lemieux is a goon. He will go after someone perhaps on Saturday night. Um, he went up against uh, Trent Frederick last night, and it was a heavyweight extravaganza. I mean, it was just haymakers. They were just winging like wild punch. No body punches, okay, Keegan? So if you get into a fight, he's going to go head on, okay? No body punches. That's the only thing he can do. Um, so real fast, you mentioned good comedy last night. Not my good comedy. Uh, Trevor's Egress. The Ducks were playing last night. I caught this when I was uh, on Twitter when I was going up the elevator or something like that. He has a stick slashed out of his hands. He takes the 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 players on the opposing team's stick out of their hands and starts playing with it. And of course, he gets sent to the box. It's either unsportsmanlike or delay a game or something like that. But he was going off on the ref. I think he was mad that. They missed the initial slash. I think they knew you can't steal someone else's stick, but uh, you said good comedy, so that, that that got my attention. Okay, and I want to talk. Let's get into it now before we go to the break. Congratulations to Logan Thompson, who becomes the eighth rookie goaltender to make it to the NHL All-Star uh, game. And that's just tremendous news from where he's come, undrafted uh, again, uh, puts in his works his butt off, pays his dues, and the AHL becomes, you know, the goalie of the year. Uh, phenomenal, all that. And now on the NHL level, we were talking about yesterday. His consistency is something that really stands out. It was funny. I was um, Ryan Wallace who does the pre and post game along with Darren Millard. Uh, very good listen. If you don't listen to the pre and post game with those two, it's it's really good. And 
the second half of the post game, Ryan Wallace always it's basically phone calls only and it's commentary up and back and a lot of fun. Ryan, you know, been with the Golden Knights since day one, a uh, long time in radio as well. Got to share a few moments with them. But the connection here is I was going down to meet him for the first time yesterday because we've talked a lot on Twitter and we finally uh, made a, made it a point to say hello to each other. And I was actually standing right there as they broke the news officially that Logan Thompson was the all star for the for the Pacific and the starting goalie. So that's certainly a wonderful news. Logan deserves every bit of it. I mean, I've said this time and time out there. There's been some struggles, fine, whatever, but he succeeds at every single level with every single task comes to the AHL. Who's, who's this guy, you know, who, 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 who's this guy? And he's playing well, playing well, playing well. And then he finally gets a full season goalie of the year. Look at this comes to the AHL. Me and you are concerned about him and there's still some concerns, but there's not nearly the concerns that we had coming into the season. That, that was the asterisk. There's not a goaltender asterisk, in my opinion, right now. At the least, BGK has serviceable goaltending, and Logan Thompson is able to steal games, which is what you need to do. A uh, cool, calm, collective individual. You don't see him get rattled on the ice. He's always smiling, having a good time, just kind of uh, trying to keep it light. And I really would love to see, uh, you know, how his career blossoms, not just, you know, this season, but years beyond and what type of career he's going to have when the dust settles. Um, you know, super happy for the guy. I think it's wonderful. The storyline is great. And uh, looking forward to seeing what shenanigans he has up his sleeve for the All-Star game. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. And his mom, I congratulated her, of course, on Twitter because she follows us, I think, on both my personal, I think on Lockdown VGK, but when things go sour, things go awry, it's not the players that typically unfollow me. It's their moms first. They're the first ones. And I'm still trying to get Lisa Cotter to follow us. In any event, coming up next, what the, what the Friday? Yeah, it's a good segue right into what the Friday. Perfect. WTF, it comes your way next right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out Lockdown Sports today as well. That's also on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. It's time for WTF. What the Friday? Okay, here we go. I'm just going to – let's go rapid fire, I guess, here because we're going to run out of time. Always. Um, so after the Kings game, VGK will have four days off before their next game. And Bruce Cassidy, I'm just don't do not complain about not having enough practice time and all of that. He mentioned WTF the schedule last night in the previous game days off. And how does the schedule break like that in January? What in the world? WTF times two. So for my first one, VGK has got the outdoor game next year. That's absolutely wonderful news. We're all excited. All blah, 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 blah. OK, we got that out of the way. Six. What do you think six means? Yeah, I'm. Every team gets a new jersey for the outdoor classic. VGK ah. is now going to have, and this is uh, Ray, Ray, Sin City Sports, my good buddy, the credit to him for pointing this out. They're going to now have their sixth jersey in seven seasons. Six jerseys, seven seasons, at 120, 150, 180 bucks a pop. That, that's some cheddar right there, especially if you've got a family of four that likes to be decked out and they like those nice gifts from Santa every season. So, not a bad WTF, but it is a notable WTF. VGK going to have six jerseys in seven seasons. And where's the reverse red retro jersey? We love the red jersey. Why don't we wear that anymore? I want the red, 
the red jersey and I want red I want red helmets. Can they do that? I think it would be a cool look. What's um, your next okay. one? <laughs> okay. Uh on TV last night. I, I I feel like the gatekeeper, but I have to sometimes take announcers, you know, and take them to task if they make a mistake. Because people blast me if I screw up on the air all the time, repeatedly, and I'm like, okay, I know I did that wrong, but in any event, uh, okay, Jack Eichel, oh my goodness, he commits a penalty. Oh no, uh, like Jack in the box. We're gonna have Jack Eichel going to the box. No, like this is awful. Organ shriek in the background last night on TV <laughs> last night. Our team said going to break. Oh no, that looked like embellishment by Rust. And it was all the high I stick. Eichel clearly hits him with a high stick in the head. WTF, come on, man. And then at least clean it up when you come back from the break. You could see the replay. Holy so, so Sasco life. Oh, Jesus. Right Nick Wah was the one who tried to embellish one in the end of the game. It was either Nick Wah or Mike Amadio. They tried to embellish one in the third period that the ref just gave the old, you know, heave-ho, get away from me thing. So this is a WTF that uh, only a few of us even know happened last night. So it, at the end of the game, we're in the locker room, and sometimes the players come out one by one. Sometimes we get three or four players at a time, and you just kind of make the rounds and do your thing. So last night we have uh, Aiden Hill is out there, Jack Eichel, and Paul Cotter. And that's usually, you know, three, maybe four players, but three players is kind of what the number usually is in these situations. And all of a sudden, William Carlson kind of comes walking out. And picture like the John Travolta, you know, meme from what is it, Pulp Fiction, where it's like Pulp Fiction. And he just walks away because like no one's here or whatever. So William Carlson walks away. I, I forgot which reporter it was. So, so I'm sorry, I can't quote you here. But walks up hey did you want to talk to me because you can request who a, a certain player to come out if you'd like and you know usually they will bring that player out that's just kind of what the protocol is you know for the media and stuff like that so he walks up to someone and he's like oh hey do you want to talk to me and the reporter says no but i will across the way if you want to talk to me he just walks off he just walks right back into the into the other you know sub locker room where the players come out of and you could tell he was a little bit salty, you know, by he's like, oh, you don't want to talk to me? Fine. You know, I'm out of here. And and then I think um, I forgot who the director is like, no, no, no. And he's like, nope, I'm gone. So he went right back out there. Just and off. the funnier thing. So I, I gave a, boast, a Ghostbusters quote here. We were talking to him as we were walking to the Cassidy area where he does his postgame pressers. Say, listen, you've seen Ghostbusters, right? And he kind of nods his head. said, listen, the next time someone asks you if you're a god, the answer is yes alluding to Zool and the gatekeeper and, and all of that. And that we got a good chuckle. So there you go. All WTF right. William Carlson for WTF uh, Oles, William no. Carlson, who had two assists last night, we might point out. Hey, uh, wait, Bruce, wait, 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 wait to the 34th minute of the podcast. Do that, Tony. Good job. Okay. Uh, Bruce Cassidy. Uh, okay. They have a scouting system in place. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, your AHL team's right down the street. And you do have some nights where you could catch the Henderson Silver Knights this past week, Bruce Cassidy admittedly said that, hey, I don't watch that team very often. Oops. Um, we we rely on Manny Viveros and that front office there to tell us which players are ready to move up to the NHL level. Why doesn't Bruce Cassidy spend more time watching the AHL team WT stinking F? I have a W I. HP, what I'm hoping for that might become a WTF. Uh, Saturday, Vegas is wearing the reverse retro jerseys again. 
Saturday, the Los Angeles Kings tweeted they're wearing their reverse retro jerseys oh, on so the cool. road. Those are the purple ones. I but they include, I believe, dope? the gold, but they 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 wear their chrome domes with them too. Right. Is that the one with the, the I king? think so. I think it's the purple. I could be wrong, but point okay. being is I know they're gonna be wearing their their, their silver chrome. It's got domes. the crown on the front, right? I think so. I don't know if that was last purple. year's or this year's. I love it's a cool jersey. I, I know cool what you're talking jersey. about the purple yeah, yeah, and yellow. Yeah. It's an amazing jersey. Yeah. My point is, I want gold helmets tomorrow nights. Oh. I want double chrome domes because it will break the internet and absolutely piss off grumps like you, Tony, and everybody else who you know gets on the team for uh, for you know weird goofy things. VGK is an over the top you know entertainment venue and everything that goes into the game, the pregame and everything. Wear the gold helmets break the internet it will absolutely break the internet everyone who's been blanking and moaning about uh, the fact that uh, the 31st and 32nd team are getting an outdoor game can you imagine the march of salt those people will have if uh i need to get a salt shaker for right number 81 on it right but can you imagine the march of salt they will all have if they were the gold and the silver chrome domes tomorrow night it would be just absolutely epic the internet will break more ghostbusters dogs and cats living together mass hysteria let's go uh my wtf will be about the cherries of course you know me and the lads here and the lassies the here comes here comes the go scarf, ahead man there you go me the dasco life and they need more of those like dasco life uh shirts there uh born myth okay bill foley actually missed out on having an actual expansion team here in las vegas because they went from zero to 100 in season one. Now he is experiencing growing pains, to say the very least, there with the Cherries of Bournemouth and all the fans. I must have about 50 followers, and we go back and forth about Bournemouth. And I even watched their game the other day, WTF. What am I doing watching soccer in the middle of this stinking day on the stinking Peacock Network, of all things? In any event, <laughs> they want to fire their coach there because things are not going well, Chris. Oh, the hell, he's gone. He's gone. He's got to be gone. He's, he's got to be gone. So gone. Uh, if it's Gary been more than two and a half seasons, he's gone. But when we want to fire the next coach, we're going to use their term, their terminology. I really have become friends with a lot of those folks on Twitter. Thank goodness for social media or we'd have to be pen pals or something. In any event, Gary O'Neill, they say sack Gary O'Neill like every day. Instead of fire him, sack him. Potato sack stuff. him. So we're going to sack. You're going to sack me. You're going to sock me if I don't quit it here. So again, uh, you got a hundred, you got, you got a minute, 10 seconds, plenty of time. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> we don't, we forgot to do our uh, Saturday we'll, we'll, night. We'll tweet it. We'll tweet it. We'll tweet it. We'll tweet it out. You don't want to do that. All right. High scoring game or no. no. Ah, okay. You're still two to one, two to one, two to one, two to one. VGK two to one. Oh, I'm going Kings. Of course Four, you are. Three. Of course you are. I picked VG. They should have been more than minus 120 when they closed. It was 110 most of the day yesterday. They should have been a 160 favorite. I told you so. From my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We thank you all for tuning in. Of course, predictions and such coming up at Lockdown VGK on Twitter. We'll see you on Monday right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.